Another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. I'm Beth Duran alongside Ricky Romero. Oh, well, you know, before we bring in Ricky, let's just say that uh, I went to Canada for the first time. I had a great time. No, I've been to Canada, but I went to uh, Toronto. And everybody in Toronto, thank you so much. You people are amazing. You Canadians are awesome. You Toronto natives are wonderful. Uh, everybody treated me great. I was there for maybe 48 hours. And uh, if you listen to the podcast, you've heard Ricky and Tolly tell me how much I got to go. All the guests that we've had on have told me I got to go. I finally went. I met the legendary, the man they call Stocky. I don't even know his real name, but he watches the podcast. And great dude. I felt like VIP. I felt like I was uh, Jose Bautista. I felt like I was Joe Carter walking around in that area. And they treated me great. And uh, I was there working a fight for United Boxing Promotions. I stayed in Brampton, uh, about 20 minutes south is what they told me. And at the CAA Center, C-E-N-T-R-E, the Centre, I kept calling it. They told me, no, you're not French. I uh, had a great time. Toronto is awesome in the summer. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. The Jays weren't in town. Uh, that's the only thing I missed about it. But it was awesome. And before I bring in Ricky, I did what you're supposed to do. I went to Tim Hortons. Got myself some coffee, and I had to bring back the mug, Rick. I had to bring back the mug. I am officially Canadian, man. <laughs> hey, congratulations, man. You went to Tim Hortons. You. It looks like you You definitely lived it up. But did you get a Timbit? A what? A Timbit? Uh, you see, dude? You didn't tell me about this. What's a Timbit? I didn't tell you. don't see the donuts that they have there? They, they're like little Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got that. Oh, I got that all. You know me. I got the sweet yeah. tooth. I got me the yeah. uh, the the cream filled because they said that's what they're supposed to get, and then the little the little like donut holes or whatever they are. Oh, that's Timbits. Timbits crushed them, absolutely crushed them. I took them back yeah. to the hotel for the staff. I never got to the staff. I crushed them. <laughs> so that night when I worked, uh, uh, you know, I usually on a day of a fight, I try not to eat. Uh, that way, I could fit into my shirt. That way, I don't have three chins. Oh no, that day, Rick, I, I crushed those Timbits. The tie was a little, a little snug. I'll just say it, a little snug there. But I love your city. Uh, and Stocky took me around and talked to people. Uh, I met a couple of people that you know, and they're like, "Oh, Bethel, we know you. Uh, we know your friends are Ricky. It's great. When's he coming back?" I'm like Ricky will be there in July. It's a, it's a great, cool, fun, diverse city, and I can see why. If you're an athlete and you're rolling in that city, if you're winning. Oh, my goodness. I, I can only imagine the level of excitement they have for you when you're on fire there, man. Yeah, man. No, it's it's definitely a, a very loving city, a very caring city. Um, and and they do love their sports. They love they love their Leafs, obviously. But the Blue Jays obviously are on a hot roll right now. Um, they came here to Anaheim and destroyed the Angels for four games. So that's good. So I'm sure the buzz is back in the city. But um yeah, I mean, I've told you all about it, and now the next thing, I guess, is experiencing a Blue Jay game, and hopefully yeah. you just told me that you there's a possibility you might head back up there, and if yeah. they're in the middle of a, a pennant race, dude, I'm telling you, that place is going to be rocking and rolling, and um, yeah, I actually head out, head up there uh, next week, um, so I'm going to head up there to do some stuff with the, with the Jays, uh, or not with the Jays, but just head up there and do some stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to being up there, uh, for a week, um, no family. So that's going to be a little bit different. And then I come back home and then head up there for, for the month of July. So it should be fun. Yeah. It's a, one of my partners said a, a boot. And I'm like, whoa, like <laughs> that threw me off a little bit. Cause I've heard your wife use a Canadian accent every now and then, you know, a couple of words, but hearing it over and over, I'm like, this is cool, man. This is cool. Just a, just a fun, fun city. It was great. Uh, watching, sports at the hotel uh i never realized there were so many hockey channels because <laughs> everything was being analyzed i saw the battle of uh, alberta uh come out and and uh, people were tell telling me about this under 12 hockey tournament that's going to be going on at the arena where we had the fights and uh it, they know all about it and five thousand people come and watch 10 year old peewee kids play hockey it was it was great love it i love it i love i love everything about it man it was cool yeah, no, they definitely they definitely dissect their hockey a little bit more than any other sport out there. And it's like it's what like 
like we talk about football and baseball. We went golfing a couple weeks ago with one of your friends and he talked to us about college football and stuff like that. Well, it's like that for hockey out there. And and that's what uh that's what you see out there. They 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 play all these tournaments, these these young kids and they get a good crowd and yeah, and then the next big thing comes out of there like Connor McDavid did and uh yeah, man. I mean, they love their hockey and they're very passionate about it and It's actually fun to see. That's how I kind of got into hockey when when I started playing for the Toronto Blue Jays and and you see it on TV all the time. And then these guys are huge Blue Jay fans that play in the yeah. NHL and then in the minor leagues. And then they come out to games, you meet them and you become friends with them. And to this day, I'm still pretty close with some of them. Yeah, it, it, it's just it was cool. I know I'm raving about it. I was only there 48 hours. I didn't even get to see anything. I drove by the stadium, but I didn't go it. So it was cool. It was cool. Uh, great time. People are just super nice, man. Just super nice about hey, everything. But, you know, it's funny how, like, you put that picture of that beer and then I retweeted it. And then, like, how people, like, have, like, arguments about that shitty beer. Try this one. And no, 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 that one's shitty beer. Like, dude, that's, that's, uh, Canadian people are passionate about their beer, too. So, yeah. whatever they say you got to try, you just got to try it and suck it up. I, uh, <laughs> so I was at the Wings. I land, I took the red eye. I land in the morning, took a quick nap, and I went to the weigh-ins, started doing some work. And they're, we're, we're there at a restaurant, <clears throat> and they tell me, hey, uh, you want a drink? I'm like, uh, I'll take some water. And then the promoter was like, Man, I get this guy a beer. I'm like, what do you want? I'm like, you want Stella, Corona? I'm like, I'm in Toronto. I'm in Canada. Give me a Molson's, right? I Because that's the only thing I know. And I said Molson, and I sent the picture. I tweeted it out. As I'm drinking the Molson, the reason I really got it is because I saw the, the mug. It said Molson's. I'm yeah. like, you know me, I need a picture. A guy a couple seats down is like, oh, you got that beer. And I'm like, damn, all right. Like, okay, no, it's a beer, whatever. I thought, and I posted it. You tweeted it. It's supposed to be Labatt's. Then people arguing back and forth on the thread about Labatt's and yeah. Molson's. I'm like, What's going on here? Like, that's that's awesome. That's, I, I, yeah. But I did have, I, I have Labatt's too, but I like Molson's. Yeah, no, they they're they're passionate about their beer, and like I said, you just you just go with what they recommend, man. Yeah. Keep your mouth quiet because those Canadians will punch you in the face. Dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I know, no, they are because I went to uh, Petty Cash, uh, a local establishment there in uh, Toronto. Awesome place, awesome vibe, and uh, Petty Cash took care of me. That's beers. We're having a good time. And I'm just looking around, like I can see because it's the weather was like 75 and perfect. And as uh, your boy Stocky said, hey, you're getting pent up and you're cooped up all winter long. You just want to come out here and you just want to have a good time. And that's what it was, man. Everybody yeah. having a good time. So that was cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you so much, man. Stocky. And shout out to Petty time. Cash. Shout out to Petty Cash for taking care of the, of the homie right here. Okay. You told me about Petty Cash. And it's cool. It's like a, a, a bar, a sports bar kind of back and yeah. forth. It's just an environment because we went to different spots. Petty Cash, you know me, Rick. That's my style. I walked in there. I'm like, this is home right here. This is like people just having some beers, having a good time. Nobody on edge. And it just have the DJs were good. The bartenders at Petty Cash were great. Uh, it, it's just, I mean, like <laughs> there's a line outside. Uh, I forget the guy who's at the front door. Uh, Stocky's like, oh, this is Ricky's buddy. You're friends with Ricky? You're friends with me. Cool. All right. Great. Nice to meet you, big monster guy who's like 6'5", 6'6". I'm like, all right. Then I meet Dino. Uh, who works at the, the grounds crew for the Blue Jays, who's just walking by, and he's like, okay, I, I think it's Dino or Dean, one of those. I'm sorry, Dean. Uh, I, I mean, him, yeah, first thing, you're Ricky's buddy, you're my buddy. I see you on the podcast. Okay, like, <laughs> just like that. And it's like everybody's coming and grabbing me like, oh, you know Ricky. He's like, it's great, man. You get, you guys did, you, you've laid the foundation for me. I got to go back. I got to go back. Really yeah, you do, man. No, yeah, it's a great city. It's cool. I can't wait to be up there next weekend or next week actually next tuesday and uh yeah it's always a good time i always look forward to getting up there and and spending time in the city and you know where we live where our house is at nowadays um it's in port credit mississauga kind of by where you were at yeah so we don't really get down to the city that much it's like one of those things where the city is there it's cool but the only time you ever see me in the city is if i'm down for a blue jay game or grabbing a quick bite or something like that, but we usually stay in our own little bubble out and poor credit. Um, but yeah, it's whenever I get down there due to the city, Cara and I are always like, man, I, I love this place. And she always yeah. just laughs. She's like, yeah, I do too. Like, it's just always feels good. It, there's something about it, right? You walk mm -hmm. out and you're like, 
this this it feels good. It it just feels good to be here. Yeah, there's certain. Yeah, I've traveled a lot for boxing. We've gone to some crazy cities, some cool cities, and there's very few times where I come back and I'm like, I can see myself living here, right? <laughs> Only in the summer too. I'm not even gonna pretend like I'm gonna do the winter, but I can see myself like there's an energy, there's a good vibe. Like Miami, cool to visit. No way I would ever want to live there. New York, cool to visit. Don't want to live there. Boston, maybe. But Toronto, I'm like, yeah, Toronto, Chicago, like, yeah, those, those, they got the vibe out of there. I like, I like that, man. And then, dude, and by the way, I, you told me Vlad is a big deal. No, Vlad shirts everywhere. The airport, (laughs) um, at the, at the fights, the little kids wearing it. And it's the little kids wearing Vlad shirts. Like that guy can be a huge star up there. I I, I know you've told me about this and you, you, about it, but man, it's like uh, in LA, you know, when the kids were wearing their Kershaw jersey or they're wearing whatever, whatever new guy is. <clears throat> and this, but this, but this is the thing, though, Beto. You see it in Toronto, and then you see it in Ottawa, and then you see it in Calgary, and then you see it in Edmonton, and then you see it in Saskatchewan, and you see it all the way out here in the West in Vancouver. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's the that's you don't understand what it means to put on a Blue Jay uniform. Till you actually play for them and you realize the impact that it has across the country. Wow. That's really what it is. It 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 is it hit me because after I retired, I started do, doing some camps for the Blue Jays all across Canada and stuff like that. And I sat back one time and I just like was people watching at the airport. I think we were in like Calgary, I think. And I was just like people watching and I'm like, there's another Blue Jay shirt. There's another Blue Jay hat. There's another Blue Jay shirt. There's another hat. And I'm like, wow, like the impact that this organization has across the whole country yeah. is second to none, man. It's just there, no, nothing beats it. Kershaw is big. Yeah. In all of baseball, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. But you see playing Kershaw T-shirts in Southern California. You're not yeah. going to see him in Northern California. You're not going to see him in Arizona. You might see one or two, but Toronto Blue Jay shirts, they're all across Canada. And that's what makes it special playing for Yeah, them. It, it was cool to see, you know, in L.A., where I live, born and raised, same with you, you'll see Dodger hats everywhere. Right? Yeah. But you'll see Yankee hats. You'll see Cub hats. You'll see everybody else hat. Toronto, Rick, I only saw Blue Jays hats. I yeah. didn't really see it's rare. others. It's rare. It's rare that you see other teams' hats. And if they if you do, it's because maybe they, it's just one of the few, but. Yeah, man. P- people are passionate about about Toronto Blue Jay baseball being the only team in Canada. Obviously, if you go to different cities and about and and you're looking at hockey stuff, obviously each one yeah. has their own alliance. That's different, right? Yeah. But the Toronto Blue Jays are the only team that represents um, the country of Canada, and that's why uh, I say it again: it's special when you play for them. Now I get it. Now I get it. Having seen it, it just where, whoa, it hits you like, okay, this is it right now. Uh, and then also, I was uh, catching up on my Canadian football pre- preseason preview. Uh, I got them all up to date on the Rough Riders and uh, uh, my Calgary Stampede because we <laughs> kind of know the quarterback, Jake Meyer, from the Calgary Stampede. So we, we know that stuff going on. And so I got my fix. I got I got my junior hockey updates. I got my Canadian football preseason preview. And then I got um, the people just ripping everything about uh, – the Rangers uh, broadcast. It was just, I got my fix there in Toronto. It was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. I, only, I was only there 48 hours, but can't wait to go back. All right. So let's keep moving with the podcast as we move forward. And let me get, once again, my Tim Hortons, you know, good coffee. Dude, that coffee, <laughs> bro. And don't get mad at me because I had coffee. Uh, okay. Take you guys behind the scenes. I'm, I'm going to out myself here. Went to dinner with our good friend Stocky at this fantastic Colombian restaurant in, uh, in, uh, in Toronto. And it's nine o'clock ish. I'm tired because I took the red eye, and I knew you know this heavy meal, so I ordered an espresso because it's a Colombian espresso, not like I'm at Starbucks, Rick. And that Colombian espresso, some of the best I've ever had, man. Because I even asked the waiter, like, "Is the espresso any good?" He's like, "It's, it's a Colombia." Like, okay, bro. Like, hey, relax. He came out, he took that shot. That's how I was able to go and enjoy petty cash. So don't get mad at me. I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> or, ordering coffee before dinner. Yeah. An espresso. It woke I'll, me up. I'll keep, I'll keep that conversation between Stocky and I. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> I needed the espresso, man. The espresso. And then if you ever go to, what's it called? Borrow? Borrow, yeah. 
Go to borrow, order the big steak. Wow. Wow. Amazing, huh? Yeah. If that, I had a little, chimich- so that little chimichurri sauce that they give you on the side is amazing, dude. Ooh. Everything about that place since it opened and I went there for the first time, I'm like, man, even Kara, who's not, who's vegan, but they make this uh, rice comfit that's uh, mm. vegan and she absolutely loves it. Loves it. So, yeah, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, too, Beto. I mean, it, there's so many other places. I'm sure you noticed that that whole area right there on King yeah. Street, how packed it is. People just walking, eating, patios, drinking, enjoying, having a good time. That's Toronto for you there on the summer. Yeah, summer. man. It, it, was, uh, it was really, really, really cool uh, for me to be there and experience and check things out. All right, let's move on to some baseball stuff to, here. Uh, Rick, you saw the Blue Jays and Angels last week, and I was keeping tab of it with uh, watching it in Toronto and also the group chat. Were you on the field doing TV? What were you doing? No, I wasn't doing TV. I just, uh, I actually showed up late for BP because obviously LA traffic on a Friday <coughs> holiday weekend stunk. And um, so we get there and we they still let us on the field. I Some of the Blue Jay staff actually kept us on the field because they wanted to kick us out. But um, they said, no, um, he's fine here. And yeah, man, I, I actually, uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, media or social media guy um he actually told me to make a little video and, oh that's and what wished, I okay. that's what it was yeah so i did that but yeah it was a good time took sebastian uh my oldest my pops to the to the game and uh and a couple friends um and we went out there and enjoyed the game on a on otani one kenobi bobblehead day <laughs> so I don't know if many of you guys know, but Sebastian, my oldest, is loves Star Wars. Although he's kind of been off of it lately, but I think it's because they watch each movie about twenty million times. But um, <laughs> he was excited to get that uh, that little bobblehead. He asked me a million times why Otani has a lightsaber and not a bat, and I was like, "Dude, because it was Star Wars night." Yeah, but why, Daddy? Why doesn't he have a bat? He needs a bat to hit. And I was like, "Oh my god, dude." But yeah, it was. Uh, he actually lasted seven innings, Beto. So that was that was a plus. We 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 stayed till about the seventh inning, and then um, we caught the rest of it on the radio. But yeah, it was a good time. It's always a good time when I get to see uh, um, the players. Is different because I I don't know many of them anymore. Um, there's a lot of young guys, but when I see the staff and and guys that I was close with um, while I played there, and you get to just have a little chit chat with them, it's always fun. Did you see Vladdy? No, no, I got there late. I got, I got there. Uh, like I said, I got there after um, BP had okay. ended. So, yeah. There you go. So, all right, I, I, you know how much we love Otani. What's it like watching him in person? I've yet to see him in person this year, man. He had the day off, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he had the day off. Yeah, he had the day off on Friday, which is weird because I feel like bobblehead day, you'd want to be playing, right? But yeah. I think it's because he had, he had pitched the night before, oh. maybe. So, yeah, I mean, he uh, he didn't play. So, yeah. But, I mean, it's still cool watching Mike Trout, right? Yeah. I mean, like that to me is just as good. And it, you know what, man? Uh, I'll be honest with you. It's a little disappointing when you watch TV and you, you see that stadium not even half full. Man. And you have two of the best players in Major League Baseball. And they don't get the support that they that, that I feel like they should. And it's not like the Angels are bad this year either. Well, they're pretty good. And um, and then when you mix in a Vladdy in there and you got the top three and you mix in a, a Bo Bichette, another young star. And it's like, wait, they, they had to give away a bobblehead for this place to sell out. Come on. And uh, yeah, that was, that's a little disappointing. But yeah. I've always said that Angel fans are a little bit different. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> and it's uh. They're happy with their 25000 down there in Anaheim, and they're happy with uh, – I heck, there was a story in the LA Times about how Anaheim's a great place to go watch a game because there's no traffic. There's, you don't have to worry about anybody. You get in, get out. There's there's plenty of room by your seats. You can have a row to yourself. I'm like, this isn't a good thing. Like, <laughs> like you want to no. have it sold out, but it's disappointing for there. All right, well, you didn't see Otani, but I got we got to go make a trip, man. I, I got to see that guy in person this year. I haven't seen him at all. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um couple things locally let me take care of some uh, housekeeping here rick i ran into a guy named pedro from boyle heights 
who went to Roosevelt High School, the same high school you went to. He's a big fan of the podcast. I ran into him a couple weeks ago, um, and I, I think I saw him at Dodger Stadium. And I even wrote his name down, Pedro Boyle Heights, Roosevelt alum, big fan of the podcast. And I haven't given him a shout-out the last couple weeks, but I want to make sure you take care of him. And the reason we're talking about Boyle Heights is because locally, some of the baseball teams there were up for some big things. And where Ricky went to high school, Roosevelt, they played in the semifinals of the open division here in Southern California. Uh, they lost to the eventual champion in Chatsworth, but shout-out to the Roosevelt High School team for getting to the semifinals. They were one inning away from playing at Dodger Stadium. And then a division below that, Division One. Garfield High, where we do a lot of work with our Ricky Romero Baseball Foundation uh, camp, they are the Division One champions. So here in Southern California, you have the Open Division One, Two, and Three, based on different uh, stuff. But they're Garfield High head coach uh, Ruben um, and uh, his staff. Congratulations to the Bulldogs, Division One champions, and they win it at Dodger Stadium. They beat Norvon uh, on Saturday. Missed they up. now advance to play in the state playoffs, the state regionals. This afternoon, and they're going to play at East LA College. I'm I'm actually doing the broadcast of that later mm. on this afternoon. So it's really cool to see these kids, and we're going to bring it back to this because you've heard us talk about the Ricky Romero camp that we do at East LA College on Thanksgiving, and to see kids Rick that we had in our camp, as we said, they started off the the year learning from big leaguers and then they're playing in a big league stadium. That's awesome, man. I know it means a lot. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it definitely means a lot. And for Garfield to go out and do did what they did amazing work and even roosevelt high they had a great year and the damn valley man we could we could never beat them it always <laughs> seems like we struggle against them i mean that's who ended my my senior year too and we were the number two seed this is back oh. when you remember beto right when they used to yep. seed all the schools yep. all in one just one division the best and of the best. i remember yeah we were number two seed against like the number 15 seed and i think uh cleveland high school beat us to eliminate us but anyways yeah, it's, it's cool to see Garfield High School do it at Dodger Stadium, like you mentioned. Some of those kids were part of that camp that we had back uh, in November at East L.A. College. And to see the growth, man, and, you know, Ruben Torres obviously has been a huge help to us, the head coach there. And for them to be able to go out there and and, and do what they did and and continue this 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 little uh train ride into uh the state finals now they can make something happen there too you just never know in this game and, and like i said it's it's cool that they, they they're keeping the the wheels rolling on this season and good luck to them tonight and i hope they they continue to to move forward for me it always makes me happy people always ask me like oh what are you a bulldog or a rough rider and i always just say you know what uh, I'm from East LA. I, I represent both schools, and it makes me happy to see both schools succeeding. Because if both schools are succeeding, then then uh, they're doing something right, and yeah. kids are, are are doing the things that they got to do to to go out there and 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 win, and and the preparation that that goes into that. So I don't I don't really have what ties to one more than the other. I love both schools, and I've I've done events with both schools. I've gone to the alumni game. Uh, with Roosevelt High School, and I've always people always ask me like, "Oh, well, why didn't you go to the Garfield one?" Well, they don't have one, you know. But <laughs> if they did, I, I'd be more than glad to, to to join them and and be a part of it. Anything for me, and you know, you know this, Beto. Anything that we can help the community yeah. and inspire the kids more than anything. That's 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 what I'm worried about. I don't care about this this whole rivalry that 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 goes on, and it's cool when it comes to football, but um, but you know, I know our friend Razo over there is a diehard big bad bulldog um but um <laughs> uh, but yeah no it's fun it, it's cool man it, and to watch a celebration i watched the video of them winning at dodger stadium the oh. last out and just the excitement of that you look at your surroundings and you know this is no knock on any kid but not uh this might be the only time they ever get to play at a big league stadium like yeah. that and uh, maybe there's one or two that that go past into college and maybe make that dream a reality but um the, the reality of it is that that some of these kids, I hope, enjoyed the crap out of this and, oh, yeah. and enjoyed everything about it because it's 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 still one thing I wish I would have done as a high schooler. Um, it's is end my season at Dodger Stadium, a winner, lifting up a trophy, and it never happened for me. But yeah, man, it's 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 pretty awesome to see them. 
continue yeah, to Ricky, go out there uh, in 16. You guys know Ricky's one of the most humble guys, and I'll say it for him. He's the only professional baseball player to come out of those high schools out of East L.A. Uh, so it's awesome for him. And he won't say it, but he, I, I'll say it for him. But this is the picture <laughs> I wanted to show right here. Uh, these two kids right here, this is the uh, semifinal game. Anthony Cardenas, complete game, two hits, no runs, five Ks. Jose Rosas uh, knocked in all three runs. They won 3-0 to go to the championship game. And those kids were at our camp in November. Uh, and Cardenas is a kid who is big, no college offers or anything like that. But he, I remember watching him. I actually interviewed him for CBS2. And he was a kid who was doing work with Jesse Chavez, who had just come off of the World Series. So, like, mm -hmm. those little things, that's part of the reason, if you guys want, make sure you follow the Ricky Romero Foundation. That's the Instagram page for uh, the foundation and the camp. And we have big plans for what we want to do in East L.A. and for the community and just to give the kids an opportunity for that. So, congratulations to them. And also, congratulations to Legacy High School. Uh, they won the Division Three championship. Uh, head coach Tony Cortez and his kids uh, uh, won. They they won that championship, and I got to find that picture of them because they have a couple of the kids that are going to be on that team. They're going to be going to play at a school in Buffalo near where Tolly lives. So it was oh cool nice to see, um, them get it. So mm -hmm. also legacy and, and congrats to them. Yeah, congrats to legacy. They 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 also they've also been uh they've gone to our huge, camp. Uh, yeah, they've gone to our camp. They've been uh, a huge. Uh, asset to our camp they've sent their kids and and the cool thing again it's the the engaging part that we get out of these kids right we do this whole process the application process and we try and bring kids that want to be there that want to learn and i feel like the two years that we've had it we haven't missed with kids honestly and i feel like they're more appreciative and for me what what gets me more is the thank yous and the thank you for putting this at the end of the camp because mm -hmm. i do it from the bottom of my heart i just you know i we don't we don't look for any and it's any a free type camp. Of money. It's a free yeah, camp. we don't look for any type of money. We don't look for any any type of like recognition. It's just, hey, we just want to do this because we want to inspire the kids. And when you're seeing stuff like this, uh, schools go out there, win championships. And the first thing they do is like, hey, can we get a shout out from Ricky? And it's like, <laughs> whoa, like this is what you go celebrate, man. <laughs> <laughs> and but no, it's cool. It's cool because it shows me that we're, we're doing the right thing. We're, we're inspiring kids and and for seniors shoot man to end your your career like that what a way to go out yeah champion and legacy will be playing in the state regional game today they actually go up to delano up there by uh mcfarland and everything else but uh you know uh head coach tony cortez made sure to uh let us know look what he found this ricky romero <laughs> baseball card he's like i gotta get this signed autograph time uh where is that baseball card from rick it looks like it's in spring training because we're wearing our spring training uniforms. Those hats are awful. Um, yeah, I think this might be 2000 and oh, this might be rookie year. This might be my first or second year, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have that card? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many, dude. There's just so many that I don't even know. Sometimes when people ask me to sign cards when I go back to Toronto, I'm like, whoa, I've never seen this one. So, <laughs> yeah. So there, there's a lot of cards out there. That's pretty cool. So congratulations to these high school kids that made where they're going. Uh, and we good luck to them. And, you know, like watching that Garfield game, uh, I was actually watching it online in Toronto. And I'm like, damn, these kids get to go to Dodger Stadium and, like, step on the ground. Like, that, that alone is just to be like – Dude, they went to first base where our good friend Chaton, you know, takes care of the, the, the dirt there. They messed it up for him. But <laughs> there were 4,000 people at Dodger Stadium wow. watching that game. So all Yeah, were, I, I, wish, I wish I could have gone, man. And actually, they, uh, one of the kids that attended the camp, because they played Narbonne High School, Beto, yep. and uh, one of the kids from there actually attended our camp, too. Yeah. Um, his uh, Mikey is his name. And, yeah, I actually wish them good luck uh the night before so yeah i mean there was a i feel like there was a lot of familiar faces all over all over this that's it this little tournament um championship and just everything it, i just feel like there was a lot of familiar faces so that was good to see again yeah, we, even if, if even if your team didn't win it's you're you're, st you're still a winner and yeah. there, it, as much as it sucks for seniors to to go out on a on an l it, it shouldn't matter it shouldn't 
uh, there's a lot of brighter things ahead for for all those all those kids. Yeah, man, sure. it's pretty cool to see that. Uh, I was asking you this, Rick, uh, since I just came back from Toronto, because you know I am can- Canadian now, Tim Hortons. Um, <laughs> did you when you guys were out there? Maybe, maybe one day you'll uh, you'll you'll, whoa, whoa, you'll whoa, meet got- people to to where they hook you up something like this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got your own. Okay. Well, shout out to my guy Mike out there in Toronto. I got I got my own Tumblr too. It's a sticker, but it's <laughs> <laughs> but the um this is what I was gonna ask you, Rick. Like because it got me thinking on the flight how you help these kids and the impact of the high school and everything else. And Tolly does it in his hometown, and everything else. I like that. Like, have you ever done anything like this in Toronto? I haven't. No, I haven't. Hmm, okay. I really haven't, and and it's never really crossed my mind because it takes a whole team. Oh, yeah to be able to put an event like this together. And the last thing I want is anything to churn about money and stuff like that. So yeah. I've never really kind of okay. touched those or tested those waters out there. Um, people have asked me to come and, and host a camp and stuff like that, but I don't know, man. You want to do it right. Maybe, maybe in the future. Yeah. Again, I'm just trying to get myself a trip to Toronto. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying yeah. to do. Right? And you know what? And honestly, I, I feel like the Toronto Blue Jays, cover all the bases in that sense oh they, they do, do a it? good job of, yeah they do they okay. do different camps across you know that those areas and stuff like that they do a pretty good job of, of keeping the community involved uh, well okay that's interesting to see so i gotta find a d- different way to get to toronto okay cool uh <laughs> well, <laughs> let me, but as i wanted to move on and Tolly's not joining us today because he's actually celebrating the 10th anniversary of johan santana throwing his no hitter so he's on his way to new york right now so he might join us he might not so this is gonna be a shorter podcast but rick th- yesterday when i came back i was uh playing golf in the morning and then i did a little bit of work and i was talking to some friends who uh one of them being our friend dr howdy who helps us out with the camp who helps uh college players learn about like their eligibility the nil all that other stuff and i had an interesting conversation because he works a lot with the football guys about how he used to be at usc but he's no longer there and he's at a different school, but that kids are so caught up in it has to be D1, 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 that they don't realize that it can just go to college and do something. So I want to get your perspective on this a little bit, Rick, and uh, just pick your brain because I know there's a lot of high school parents that listen to the podcast or younger parents that listen to the podcast that they're so caught up on what they want to do at winning rings at 10 years old. Take me back to 18-year-old Ricky Romero graduating Roosevelt High School. Did you know anything about D1? Did, did it have to be? Like, what was it the process for you? And if you were 18 right now, what would you tell yourself about going to college? I say, and this is over the stuff that I've learned the past few years, I said, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Where am I going to go get better? Where am I going to get an opportunity to get better? Not oh, I need to go division one because that's what's going to get me more friends or I'm going to look cool in front of people. My parents are going to be able to brag about me. Nah, fuck that, man. Go somewhere where you're going to fit in and where you're going to be allowed to. You, the, they're going to allow you to, to develop into the next level if that's what you want to do. But more important, where you're going to get a good education too. And I feel like obviously we live in a, in a time where it's D1 or nothing and D1, D1, D1. If you don't make a D1, you're a failure. That's that's just a stupid mentality, in my mm. opinion. Um, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong uh, with junior college. There's nothing wrong with Division two schools. There's nothing wrong with NAIA schools. You know why, Beto? Because you look – go. I, I, I say this to everyone. Go look at a big league roster, and you tell me how many guys you see. Yeah, you're going to see Division one guys, but how many well, one high school kids you see – uh, colleges that you've never even heard of, you'll see in big league rosters. Shoot, our great friend Kevin Pillar, man. I mean, shout out to him. He's he's living his childhood dream, playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And where did he go, Beto? Where did he go? Tell Dominguez me. Dominguez Hills, Division Two. Exact Division Two, exactly. And and people get so caught up in 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 this whole world of you know, I want the top 100, I want to be this, I want to be that. And and then when stuff doesn't work out, they don't know where to look. So um, I know when I was 18, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about division one. My, my, my goal after high school was I'm going to go to 
a junior college, play baseball, and then see where it takes me. That was all I had in mind. And once I started learning about the Division One level and stuff like that, and that I I had the opportunity to go develop somewhere, then that's when I started paying more attention. And obviously, the USC's, the LMU's, the Long Beach, the Fullerton's mm. of the world, the University of Arizona's of the world started calling me and stuff like that. Now, when you have that kind of opportunity, obviously, recruiting is a lot different now. They recruit like two, three years in advance or yeah, they're looking ahead to, to the future when I didn't sign my letter of intent till uh, after I graduated high school. So go figure that out. Mm. You know? Um, so that was a little bit different as, as, as it is nowadays, but yeah, man, go somewhere where you're going to fit in, where you're going to be happy, not where your parents are going to be happy that you're there. Go somewhere where you're going to develop and you have a chance to develop. Um, uh, when you go to a, a four-year school, you're not going to be a big leaguer. Um, your first year, your second year, and hopefully by your third year, you've developed enough that you, you've you put yourself in a good position to, to be drafted. But other than that, I mean, yeah, it's it, development is very, very important. And somewhere where you're, you feel comfortable and you're going to get better every day and they have a good program for you, um, all that good stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. Division one level is awesome, but just make sure that you're making the, the, the right decision when you're going there and, and that it makes you happy more than anything. That's something because it's more I, I don't understand the athlete's mentality because you guys are just so great at what you do. You're the one percent of it to get to where you're at. Just to even play in college, whatever division it is, it's hard. Um, but hearing, you know, my son's at the basketball world, so hearing some some of these parents talk about where their kids should be going is like, whoa, do you not see this? You know, we recently played golf with a couple of people that know the recruiting world in different sports. And they were just telling us about how it is now and how the game has changed and how the you know, social media aspect and how if they don't know you in eighth grade, it's not that it's you're not good. It's just you're above ex- expectations. At the same time, yeah. if they offer you a scholarship in ninth grade, it doesn't mean they have to fulfill that scholarship too. That, exactly. that threw me off. I didn't know that part. Like, whoa. That's where I feel like I feel like kids get complacent. I mean, and rightfully so. They don't know any better. They <laughs> You say, hey, here's a Division One scholarship to go play baseball at UCLA as a ninth grader. You feel like you can kind of Cadillac it a little bit and kind of sit back and just go do your thing. Nah, man, like, as you mentioned, Beto, this type of stuff can get taken away from you in a heartbeat. And and next thing you know, you're, you're left there looking both ways wondering who's going to take you. And that's yeah. when you start looking and saying, shoot, I'll go, I'll go to junior college at this point. But it's like, you know. If you knew you were like you say it all the time, if you know you're a junior college player, just go to junior college. You know, yeah. don't try and uh, don't try and push the envelope because it's the, the game of baseball or any sport, especially in college, it's very cutthroat. Yeah. Um, uh, unless you unless you really, really, really think you can beat out Mr. Two year starter that's going to project it to be a top 30 top 30 pick or something, then yeah, maybe the, the best thing is that you don't go there. Yeah, and it's uh, – I would say this because I was at a function a couple weeks ago where I heard parents talking. And I heard – and mind you, I don't know these people. I was just in the room and I heard parents talking. And it was, well, why would they take – why would they go there when they should have gone somewhere bigger? Um, let's just say and why would they go to UC Riverside when they should have gone to LSU? And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like – because LSU didn't want them, like, you know, like, yeah. like the parents' ego, Rick, of this, and I know we're sounding like we're preaching and like get off my lawn kind of guy, but it's not. It's don't let your ego get in the way of what your kid wants to do. Because how many times have we ever asked a kid, actually, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to live? Like, do you even like that school? It, don't let it be because this day and age of social media of like, oh, my son has eight offers. Like we see this all the time with football guys. Blessed to receive my 18th offer from this school. It's like, dude, just just sign somewhere. Just do something. Go where you want to be. Like the the parents' pressure that they're putting on to show they keep up with the the, the Joneses of that's another impact that I never thought about until recently, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's. We live in a different time yeah. uh, as far as expectations and where you got to go and what you got to have by your freshman year, because if you don't, then you're not good enough. 
But then I look back at it and it's not the uh, parents' fault or anything like that. Like, whose fault is it at all this? Like, uh, I mean, the colleges obviously are recruiting, you know, three, four years ahead. And, and I always ask this, I always ask college coaches is I'm like, you offer this kid a scholarship as a freshman. What if in three years, he's not the same guy you thought mm. he was? What do you do then? Uh, so mm. I'm sure it's like, I've heard of colleges, you know, right now, obviously it's the end of the season and I've heard of, you know, big time programs saying like, all right, we got to cut 20, 25 guys. And that's just, I, I, I've never, I've never heard of that. And, but that's what we live in nowadays. And it's, again, it's a cutthroat business and it's not, it's not something that everyone's cut out to do. You got to be ready to accept failure and have a backup plan. If you're that player, that's on the bubble. And wow. it's crazy because as a college kid, you're not thinking of that type of stuff, right? You're thinking education. I'm going to go out there, work my ass off and, and try to prove everyone wrong and try to prove myself right. And when it doesn't go your way and you're left on the street, you're kind of, again, you're looking, you're looking at both ways and saying, okay, what, what next? What's my backup plan? So, Man. yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, again, we live in different times and, I think if if you do have the opportunity to play at a Division One level or whatever 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 level you're at, you have to just put in the work, and it all has to come from within you. I mean, nobody's gonna be uh, serving it on a platter for you and saying, "Here you go, here you go, here you go, do this, do that." Nah, you got to go out there and get it. I mean, that's what I did at Cal State Fullerton, and again, we're talking different times, but at Cal State Fullerton, it was I came in. I wasn't a name, but I made myself a name, and I left there uh, a national championship or a national champion, a Team USA uh, representative, and a first rounder. and uh, And that's just I I, I give myself you made credit yourself that. because yeah, I give myself credit because yes, the coaches gave me the the coaches gave me the opportunity, but the coaches wouldn't have given me the opportunity if they didn't see the hard work that I put in. Period. You know, but so when so when so when somebody says so so when somebody says, oh yeah, like you know, I'm so thankful that they gave me the opportunity. Well, fuck that. Yeah, they gave me the opportunity because I put myself in that position. <laughs> You've talked many times how that Fullerton after your first year it was really hard. Um, yeah, actually, after your first semester it was really hard. How you had to make the adjustments because it's you're no longer the best one on your team, which you were in high school. To no. now you're there and everybody's here. Could you? I'm, I'm hypothetically. Did you ever think that maybe you should leave? No. Hell no. My dad wouldn't have let me. <laughs> okay. Did you ever think that you weren't going to get better? No, I knew I was going to get better. I did just you, need, needed to. I needed. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. So you knew. Okay. But did you think that maybe you weren't cut out for it? Because you've seen some studs around you. No. I knew I belonged. Did the coaches think you belonged? Uh. I think they did. They just hadn't. They they needed to kind of crack the code of what was it going to get me okay. to get going. Because that's the and thing, that's, is, and that's and that's credit. That's credit to them. Okay, because, because you have the attitude the of I'm going to get better, and no matter how much, how hard you work, sometimes you don't. Like the coaches were like, forgive, from what you said, we're like, fuck, he's good, but he's not what we expected, right? Mm -hmm. You weren't living up yeah. to the expectations, so. How do you, as a player, live up to their expectations at the same time, not blame the coaches for not helping you? Because they got 30 other yeah. pitches to deal with. They got to win. Exactly. They got to win, man. And that was a, they were coming off one of their worst years ever, my freshman year. And my freshman year, we were absolutely loaded from top to bottom. We should have won a national championship that year, in my opinion. But we, uh, we, we, got beat in the college world series. So that kind of, I made the travel roster. The travel squad was a big deal. Um, they take 25 guys and I was on the travel squad every single time, every single time, uh, as a freshman. So I was part of the team. I was, I was just in the bullpen and I wasn't pitching a lot, but when I got the opportunities to pitch or start, I made the best of them. I met, made the best of my opportunities. I said, all right, I have to prove that I can pitch. And uh, obviously, coming out of the bullpen was a little bit different, but um, they gave me a few starts here and there, and that's where I proved myself. But when I think where I knew a little bit that stuff might be changing and I was turning some heads is when we lost in the College World Series that year. And me, Justin Turner, and Danny Dorn were, were on the top step. 
and we're just sitting there watching the other team celebrate. I think it was the University of Stanford. And our coach, uh, Coach Vanderhoek, who you know really well, uh, Beto, uh, he, he's like, hey, hey. He's like, remember how that shit feels. He's like, we're never going to feel like that ever again. And and that's kind of where I felt like I was like, oh, man, like I have a chance to be part of something special here. I I, I really have to go to work. And um, came in the following year as a sophomore. And this story has been told plenty of yeah. times. But obviously, they they told me that Coach Dave Serrano, who happy retirement to him since yeah. yesterday. I think I believe this past weekend was his last series coaching as a as a college coach. He's done. Um, who had a, a big influence on me on my pitching career. He, he looked at me face to face, didn't sugarcoat shit. She, he just said, hey, man, we, we you haven't lived up to what we thought you were going to be. And for this year, at least you're going to be heading back to the bullpen. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, you know, I was pissed off. I was angry. I was all those things. But I, I said, I told myself, what is it that you need to get better at? What, where do I need to be consistent at? And I had some great teammates like like, like I mentioned, Justin Turner and, and Danny Dorn. I mean, and those guys were like, man, you have all the stuff to be able to compete at this level, but you just got to believe in yourself a little bit more and stuff like that. So I kind of did some self-reflecting as a young college kid, obviously still a, a bit naive, but I said, all right, I got to continue to work. Um, this is this is what I got to do. And this is the goals that I want to hit. And when one guy went down, that was my opportunity. And I never looked back that year. We won a national championship and um, and and the rest is history. So I put myself on the map by by not respectfully not caring what the coach told me and saying, you know what, fuck you. I'm gonna shove it up everyone's face and make sure that I that I leave my footprint in this program. And I did. That's awesome to hear. And obviously that's why you got to where you're at. And this isn't a like, oh, kiss up to Ricky like podcast today. It's just I think the last couple of weeks what I've been hearing especially in high school football where kids are transferring to their fourth high school, you know, or they're in, now in college where because of the transfer portal, you can go and you can leave. Um, mm -hmm. And <clears throat> a lot of kids, I see this in college basketball where they're leaving programs where they were like the sixth or seventh man. And then they're going into the transfer portal and nobody wants them and they've given up mm -hmm. on that. And it's, well, why did you leave? Oh, well, it was, it, it and I hate sounding like this old man who's in his 40s, but I think well, the media is so adamant about how everybody's blaming everybody else, but nobody ever goes and says, well, maybe I'm the problem. Like, maybe I'm yeah. not working. Well, it, it, this is one of the things Coach Horton, I feel like, touched on at our camp. He, he said something along the lines that, you know, he doesn't really agree with the transfer portal. And I get <clears throat> why it's there, but mm -hmm. also it's an easy escape for kids to be like, Oh, I got to compete against who? Okay, now nah, I'm leaving. That aspect of it. That's what bothers me about the transfer portal, honestly, where you're not able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the guy who's your competition and be like, no, I'm going to beat this guy out. It's like, no, I'm going to take the easy way out. They already promised me a starting job over here, and this is where I'm going to go. That's that's where I'm like, you're, you're losing a little bit of your edge right there, I think. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's fascinating, and I know there's some parents it's, yeah, listening it, 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 who are like, it, it, you guys just don't know. You don't know that world anymore. It's different. Things are different. Things are absolutely different if, if you're trying to get to the league, but you need adversity. Um, I, I've told the story many times about me trying to get a TV job. I went 0 for 22 on TV jobs, not because they didn't like me. It's because I sucked. Like, my tape was no good. I didn't get hired because I sucked. I didn't play because you sucked. Like, you know, you weren't good at things. So it's just, I guess my, my final thing is just for these parents, like, take accountability. You know, uh, like yeah. know your know where you're at, know where you belong, and just you know, fighting for a spot, battling is good. Running is it is good. It is good, man. It's good for for yourself. It's good for whatever life is gonna throw at you. Because again, not everyone's gonna be a big leaguer. Not everyone's gonna be an NBA guy. Not everyone's gonna make it to the NFL. So what's your backup plan? That's what I have to yeah. ask. And it, it goes back when I speak to – you guys have heard me talk about how I go to speak at colleges. High school kids, I give their speech about, hey, dream big. Once you get to college, like, nah, man, you're a journalism major. You're trying to take my job? Good fucking luck. You're not going to. Like, go be a teacher. Go sell insurance. Nothing wrong with those jobs. But if you really want to be a journalist, are you really to work Friday nights, all that other stuff? Like, yeah, that's so box. But, like, and I always do it. And then at the end of every semester, like, here's my number. Call me. They never do. What do we end up doing? We get an intern named Graham who ditched us. You know, he ditched us for the University of Oregon, but all that good stuff. 
All right, actually, Graham will be back pretty soon. All right, anyways, anything else, Rick? Man, I felt like a, that was a good little little talk right there. No, nah, man. Was, uh, all good, man. Yeah. All good. I'm glad you had a good trip to Toronto. And again, to my Toronto people, I'll be there next week. So I'm looking forward to being out there. And just tell everybody, you know, Stocky. I don't know his real name. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he does. <laughs> this guy just walks around in a T-shirt and a hat. And I'm over there wearing a, a collared shirt. Game me fun. <laughs> 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 all right uh so totally didn't join us today but we'll get totally back i know he misses us in the group chat uh he's there with us letting us know two days later but he lets us know that he's having a good time so make sure you guys follow the ricky romero foundation uh instagram account uh keep track of what we do here in southern california we're gonna expand some things uh what do you got for the week for the kids what do we got we got drum lessons today we got swimming lessons tomorrow we got uh they started this week this a couple weeks ago they started this ninja training course there's like trampoline course where they're like jumping and like no nope. like it's it's pretty dope man like hey i'm trying to uh keep them active again baseball's cool and i want i want them to hopefully one day both of them grow up to be professional baseball players all that good stuff but i feel like all this other stuff is important having them in in, in little things like this and we actually got an okay for from sebastian to play soccer he actually gave us the okay because diego's gonna play and i said listen Diego's going to play. I don't want to hear like when he starts getting his uniform and his cleats and this and that. And I don't want to hear you say that you want to play. So do you want to play? Yes or no? And he goes, yeah, I want to play. I was like, done. Okay. Wow. So it maybe help. It, it helps, you know, it helps that Diego's there and he's going to be getting new cleats. Now I can take both of them and, and, and get them a nice pair of, uh, soccer cleats and all that good stuff so i'm looking forward to it man again i want i want them to play all sports and you're not uh, gonna coach soccer are you hell no i don't know <laughs> soccer like that not to coach i mean i know soccer but i don't know how to coach it i mean my wife can coach it is she gonna coach i don't know we'll see oh remember at that age all that matters are the snacks afterwards right the oranges <laughs> and uh the snacks no but but this this little ninja warrior uh, classes an hour long on Saturdays. It's so dope, man. Like we you see go. Sebastian, like he, he, they, they literally think they're ninjas, dude. In the foam pits and everything else. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go. There's like that. trampolines. They're like, they like jump from one box to another box. And the best part is if they obviously, when they crash that night, it's like the hardest crash they've ever had. They're like the best. out cold. The best. That's all yeah. that matters. All right. Uh, that'll be good. Ricky's Ninja Warrior. I'm going to be a Ninja Warrior in Mexico. I'm going to Obregón. Got a couple fights on Thursday and Friday. I'm going to be working with our good friend Oscar Valdez, former world champ. He's going to be my nice. partner in uh, Sonora. And then I'm going to the to the homeland. I'm going to go fly to Guadalajara, and I'm going to go to my mom and dad's uh, hometown of Nochislan. Uh, I've been there a couple times during the day, but I'm going to go for the first time at night. So I'm going to get a tamborazo. I'm going to go and get in the middle of the street. I'm legit. No, I'm serious, Rick. I My cousin is going to order a tamborazo. We're going to walk through the streets of Nochislan. Uh, and uh, I'm going to send videos. And for all of you guys that don't believe me, watch. Just watch me. And uh, hopefully I, I'll come back and we can do the podcast next week. If not, I'll be living in Guadalajara. All right. <laughs> all right, cool. Me and uh, me and uh, Josh Tolley can... Uh, Hold it down. Yeah, and, uh, and Mikey V, he'll make all the Instagrams. All right, so for everybody, thanks <laughs> a lot. Make sure you guys follow the Ricky Romero Foundation page for Ricky Romero and Beth Duran. Thanks for watching the Let's Go Ricky World podcast.